Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of Wildcat Alley Podcast. Alex Marcatulio, my boy Juice Thompson. Coming back from the, the holidays here, Juice. Hope you had a great uh, holiday season with you and the family. Uh, I know the kids were probably happy with all the, the presents you probably dropped off. Yeah. Um, but really, we got a really big episode ahead of us. Uh, coming off 240 balls that the cop that the cats dropped on uh, the the home the other hometown teams UIC and DePaul yes. respectively, uh, which is obviously really good to see. Uh, first of all, want to thank our guys at New Amendment for putting this on. Uh, wouldn't be possible without them. So shout out New Amendment. But Juice, uh, let's kick things off with a couple recaps. First and foremost, DePaul, which I know you were in the building for. I was I was traveling for for family purposes, but. I know you had the opportunity to, to, to be in the building. What did you see uh, from that game specifically that stuck out to you? Yeah, first off, you know, like you said, happy holidays, everybody. Yes, Want to shout out New Amendment, you know, giving us this opportunity, this platform to, you know, talk Northwestern. I was able to attend, you know, the Deep Hall game. Actually, uh, I'm coaching a seventh and eighth grade team, and I was actually able to take them up there. So, you know, being in the oh, building awesome. and seeing that, that atmosphere, you know, being up so so close so my players can actually see, you know, college guys, something that they can dream and aspire to be was great. But, you know, from a basketball standpoint, the Cats came out, you know, from the opening tip, you know, came out playing our style of defense. You know, you can really see why, you know, we're top 25 team in the country defensively, the way we're playing, pressuring guards. You know, we're doing a great job on the teams, opposing best player, best perimeter scorers, even on the inside and, you know, we moved the ball like we talked about before the deep ball game. That's the time, you know, we had finals. We have a break before games. The Cats, you know, we felt they should have took some time to kind of get some recovery in, make sure everybody's fresh, healthy, and get some skill work in. And it yeah. looks like they did that. You know, we shot the ball really well. What, Chase Aldiz, 28 points, 6 for 10 from the 3. You know, as a team, you know, we shot the ball well and, Something that stood out to us was just how physical and dominant we were on the inside. Yes. I think what Matthew Nicholson got his first start. You know, we out-rebounded them 43-33, to 33, and we've had a lot of success this year from those times in which we out-rebound teams. And turnovers, 22-12, to 12, that gives teams a great chance to win the game when you're getting more possessions. And just the atmosphere, just to see how the Cats played and pretty much show how dominant how we are that Chicago team. So being there in person was great, but obviously you know how it is as a player when you're in the stands, you know, watching it in person, then when you're on TV, you see different things. So I know yes. you're traveling. Is there anything different that you saw from your perspective and with your knowledge and background of basketball that stood out or that we could work on? Yeah, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head, Juice. I mean, fantastic breakdown. Uh, basically took all the words out of my mouth, but um, for the like, it was just a dominant pr performance from from the tip, right? Um, we were ready to play. We we scouted DePaul really well, and we took their best players out of the game early, which I thought was super important. And what we talked about uh, previewing this game before, um, we were able to to hold their their big guns really in check the entire game. You look at Javon Johnson as somebody that we keyed on as being a, a highlight player for them. He was one of eight from the field, three points. I mean, right there, you take a guy that's scoring 18 a game coming into the game and you hold him to three, you know, right there, statistically, you're at a 15 point advantage. And then really, I think it just started on the defensive end. Chase Adige, Ty Berry, Boo Booey, that backcourt really held it down. 
um, and, and then stop their guard penetration early. From there, we were, we were able to get steals, deflections, get out in transition, um, and really get those quality looks that I think we've been longing for over the course of you know the, the first quarter of the season here. So um, that was really good for me to see was the offensive execution. We shared the ball tremendously, like you like you touched on. And when you do that, I feel like the shots start going in more. And now we have guys playing with confidence. And if we have Chase Adiz shooting the ball like he did, making six threes in a game, uh, we're going to be a force to be reckoned with because defensively, we're actually under 10. Where I think we're like eight or nine in Kempom right now in defensive, yeah. uh, defensive See, I, efficiency. I was selling that short. Yeah. Uh, so, like, that being said, you know, you always have that to, to fall back on, even if you have your off nights. But then mm-hmm. if we're clicking like we were offensively, we had a nice inside-out presence as well. Um, from there, we were just you know hitting, hitting everything. everything. Uh, we were playing with confidence. We were excited. The bench was into it. And that's something that I love to see um, and something that I know Coach Collins uh, really hangs his hat on is that camaraderie. And obviously when shots are going in, we're going to see that a lot more. So I was really proud of the effort. Um, it was a, a big, a big game, right? You were playing against a Big East opponent, opponent somebody that uh, is coming into your gym hungry and, and, and trying to take what's yours. And we really laid it to him. And uh, I was uh, really impressed with the effort. Definitely. And before we transition, something to uh, piggyback on off what you you mentioned. You talked about our bench production and how guys were happy in that camaraderie. I think somebody that stood out off the bench was the freshman, Luke Hunger. Yeah, it was good to see him get minutes. Good to see him get minutes. Eight points, three rebounds in in nine minutes that he played. So I think, you know, like we've talked about, you know, previous episodes, it's good for those guys that are on the bench or those younger players to get that experience and get a couple minutes in, you know, these blowout games and the non-conference because we're going to need them. You know how it is once conference comes around, playing multiple games a week. You're traveling, injuries come up, foul trouble might happen, players get sick. So that experience is going to, you know, play alone a big part in our success down the road. And sure. one other thing, Chase Audige, five steals. We've talked about this, our defense. It's always one game. Every game seems like somebody's getting three, four, five steals. All Big Ten first team defensively, you know, unanimously right now. I don't think there He's would be, a, you know, a single gripe about that. But then you look at him on the offensive side of the ball here, 6-10 from three, 11 of 19 from the field, um, but also sharing the ball, making the right play. Um, one turnover, right? Five steals, one turnover. Uh, you know, you, you have to tip, tip your cap to chase uh, in a career night for him. And it was it's really great to see him be healthy him play with that swagger and attitude that we saw when he first stepped on campus at Northwestern. So um, hopefully that trajectory is only going to continue upwards as we move into the uh, the next coming games. Yeah. And then, like you said, a career night. So that just translate over to the UIC game. Like you said, guys sharing the ball, the defense is going well. Once guys are making shots, you know, that's contagious. And then you see Chase had a career night against DePaul. And now what? Brooks Marheiser, he had a career night against UIC. And he's one of the guys that you've been big on that you've mentioned who could step up and really, you know, provide that spark for the team. And he really did that. So I know you're big on him. You want to speak on him or anybody that you thought, you know, yeah, I'll I'll kick it off with. Yeah, I'll kick it off with with Brooks. And then I have a take on on Luke as well. But Brooks, I I thought this year that the leap he made in the offseason 
was probably bigger than than anyone I've seen. Obviously, that first, you know how it goes, your, your freshman year to your sophomore year, um, you get that extra year in the gym, you get, you're more comfortable around campus, the coaching staff, um, your teammates, and you can really lock in in the offseason, and it looks like that's what he did. He was a bigger kid coming in um, in terms of um, – you know, muscle, but I, I feel like he really shredded up in the offseason, really worked on his body um, and his skill development. As you can see, he's almost like a, a third guard out there. Um, he's used to relieve some pressure from, you know, some maybe some pasty guards. And he has the ability to really get in the lane and, and make plays for his teammates as well as himself. He really likes that two-footed jump stop fadeaway, um, which I, I, I think is going to be a great move for him moving forward. And then it was great to see him knock down some outside shots too. I know he was struggling a little bit early on uh, from three, but to see him knock down a few threes against UIC, catch him in rhythm and shoot him with confidence. Again, I think that week that we had where we were able to work on some skills, uh, maybe get some additional shots up. Uh, I think he was one of the guys that seriously benefited from that um, as well as just getting some rest as well. And then, you know, you mentioned Luke Hunger. Again, he, he was able to get in a little bit against UIC. What I'd like to see for him is to play a little bit more under control. Uh, I think the game's a little fast for him right now, but as he continues to get uh, some more confidence, some more minutes under his belt, the game, the game should slow down for him, and we're going to need him. We're going to need that additional big body. Um, when it comes to, to playing the likes of the Ohio State's coming up and some of the more physical inside teams, uh, you know, coming up on the schedule. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you hit it right on the head. Then one other player career night, Julian Roper, you know, he had a career high of 12 points. I think, mm -hmm. you know, as a team, like we talked about sharing the ball, we have five guys in double figures. So things like that, it's going to be hard to guard players when the ball is moving like that. You have so many options because then you can't key in on one or two players. And with our defense, you know, we're keying in and we're doing a really good job of stopping the opposing team's best player. I think, um, what's the guy, the leading scorer, Carter, I believe. Yeah, they were hard to USC. guard too, right? You, you yeah. watch their stuff, they were hard to guard. Um, yeah, they had a couple of pick and pop fours. The yeah, they had a pick mm -hmm. and pop four, four men where we had to either switch or we had bigs running out late, but we did a great job contesting. And, mm -hmm. you know, we were making those shots that may be, you know, standstill three for threes for them against, uh, you know, worst defensive teams were running out with hands in their face. We're running them off the line. I thought we did a really good job on their pick and pop fours, although they, you know, they hit a couple. But um, for the most part, we were very locked into the scout once again. And we were able to switch one through four, sometimes even one through five and really just make it difficult for them to run their stuff. So. I'm really impressed with the, the defensive side of the ball, obviously, the attention to detail, the attention to the scout. So credit Chris Lowry, credit the assistants, as well as uh, Coach Collins on really having the guys prepared for each and every game. Definitely. And one other thing with our defense that I really noticed this year, you know, being in attendance at most of the games, they're talking, they're really loud on the yes. defensive end. So like you said, we're able to switch to one through four, one through five, and in the stands, whether you're high up or close to the court, you can hear, you know, guys being loud, calling that switch out before it even happens. And, you know, those are signs of really good teams when guys are clicking, 
talking defensively, and that just makes everything easy. You know how it was when we played that matchup zone. For we sure. Were that talking. was you, right? That was you yeah. on that uh, on that baseline. One, three, one. Yeah. yeah, or even our matchup. You're not talking. It's hard. You know, then guys can get lost, mixed up in the shuffle. But I think we're doing a really good job defensively, and now it looks like offensively we're putting it together. So hopefully, you know, we got some more of that skill work in, and I'm looking for another big performance for them you know, coming up with this Brown game. And then, you know, got the Big Ten Conference coming up. So that yes, should sir. be that should be really interesting. Yes, so. sir. And I'll be in attendance for the Brown game coming up. Uh, okay. I'll make sure I, yeah. I, I'm i in the yeah. arena there. Um, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. Obviously, you know, if we take a look at, at Brown, they've played a pretty tough schedule. And they've, they have some wins against some uh, perennial tournament teams like Rhode Island, which is um, one of their recent games. Rhode Island's been really solid. Okay, Drew, so um, now that we recapped the, the previous games, uh, let's dive into the, to the slate coming up. We obviously have Brown uh, coming up on the, on the schedule here this week. Uh, afternoon game, which can always be tough. So this is what I'm going to be looking for when I'm in person, right? I want to see that energy that we've seen for these, you know, higher level, um, you know, power five games that we've played. I want to see that energy and emotion really come to fruition against a team that on paper may not be, you know, up to the stature of a DePaul or a UIC, but they have some some good wins on their on their schedule. They beat uh, a good Rhode Island team. They played well against Michigan State. You know, it, it, it looks a little uglier than it than it was. Um, they played them pretty tight, end up losing by 18, but they've had a tough schedule. Um, being in person coming up, I'm really, I really want to see them talking again, like you said, on the defensive side. Um, and I really look at Robbie Barron as the person to, to quarterback there the defense. Go. And, you know, his versatility allows him to be pointing guys out and, and yelling switch and things like that. So definitely, as I'm in person, I'll be looking for those subtleties that you kind of miss um, when watching in a film situation or on TV. There you go. What, yeah. are, you, what are you looking like forward to? Same, you know, coming out with that energy. You know, we've been able to, you know, do well last weekend. You know, they played against DePaul early afternoon after finals and everything. So that can be tough in itself. You know, you don't have the student section so much behind you. But there were a lot of fans, and they did come out with a lot of energy. So I'm hoping to see, you know, the Cats come out with it being an early game, coming back after the Christmas break. You know, that in itself is tough. You get to, you know, most of the time get to go home, be around family, friends. Then you're coming back early while people are still in town hanging out. So that can be, you know, mentally weighing on some of the players, too. So I still want to see them come out together, hungry with that energy, you know, defense first and continue to share the ball, you know, the way we've been sharing it. You know, like you said, Brown is a really good team. They're well coached. I think their coach needs six more victories to be the all time winning coach in history. And, you know, they got the reigning, you know, freshman of the year on the team. And I think, you know, what's it? Keno Lilly Jr. Yes. I think he's the leading scorer of the team. So they have some some talented players. They got a guy who transferred in from Loyola University. So they have some experience. It's not going to be one of those games where we're just easily able to come in and just expect a W because we might be better on paper. We're going to have to come out with that energy, that same hustle and fight on the defensive end and, you know, team to move the ball around like we've been doing and protect home court. Now, we've sure. done a tremendous job of that, especially after that pit game. So we got to come out, handle our business on the defensive end. Let's All right, Juice, so diving into Ohio State and the the start of 
you know, the gauntlet, as, as we should call it, uh, yeah. Big Ten basketball. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the same way every year, physical, grueling, but, it, but the oh. most exciting time. Once January 1st rolls around, you, you know that mm-hmm. you're in for a dogfight every single night. Every night. And we get the privilege of starting uh, with Ohio State at home. Obviously, we had that, that key win to kick off the conference and sit at the top of the conference uh, against Michigan State. But uh, we have a very tough opponent coming in. Uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes coming off of a a win against Rutgers, a tough L against North Carolina where they should have won that game. They had that game won. Um, But former Wildcat Pete Nance hit the turnaround to to send it into OT, and they couldn't hold on. But they have a tremendous amount of talent, uh, a great freshman class coming in, as well as a nice mix with, you know, some experience as well. Zeb Key has been a beast uh, since he stepped foot on campus in Columbus and is going to be a force to be reckoned with. And then Sensabaugh, the reigning Big Ten freshman of the week, um, might have been the player of the week in the Big Ten. He's a bad boy. He's a bad boy. He's got the size, he's got the body, and can score from all three levels. So I'm really interested in this matchup. I think Northwestern matches up well with Ohio State. I think we play a very similar style. Um, but, again, they're well-coached. And they're very talented. So we are going to have our hands full. What are some keys to the game that you're looking for against this formidable Big Ten opponent? Wow. No, like you said, uh, you know, we're starting off our Big Ten slate at home. You know, we got that win at Michigan State. So that's a lot of momentum for us going into that. But, you know, like you you touched on at the beginning, the start of the Big Ten season, you know, once January 1st comes up, you're just excited. You're ready to compete. Obviously, you take you take the non-conference, you know, opponents very serious. You want to start the season off right, going into the conference with a good record. But it's just something about that competitive nature. You know, you kind of turn your game up another level. Your focus goes up. You know, finals are done. The winter break is done, and now you're competing. Now it's you know it's time time to get down to the business of everything. Yes, so sir. now we got a a gauntlet coming up. We got Ohio State. We got Illinois. We got some tough teams coming in. And like you mentioned, Ohio State has some really, really good players. They're well coached. We play similar styles. But I think the key for us, same thing. It's going to come down to defense. Ohio State is averaging, what, 81 points a game. They score. They can score the ball. But fortunately for us, we've been doing a really good job of protecting, you know, our basket. We're only giving up, what, 56 points a game. And – like you said, it's going to come down to the inside. That's been our main thing for the season. Yes, Matthew Nicholson is starting to step up. Luke Hunger got some minutes, some experience. But like you mentioned, the game might be moving a little bit too fast for players like Luke and these teams in the Big Ten, especially, you know, Zed Key, he's been a beast, 14 and 8. And he's expanded his game now. He's shooting the three he's ball, shooting the three, yeah. which he hasn't been shooting. And he's getting more opportunities after those guys left to go to the NBA. So I think the key for us is going to be protecting that paint and continuing to rebound the ball. Obviously, we know our guards, Ty Berry, Chase Aldige. You see Boo, he's in there taking charges every game. Even if he's not scoring, he's still locked in defensively and running his team. So from the perimeter, I know our guards are going to do well keeping those guards out of the paint, but it's just that inside presence. We have to rebound the ball, play defense, and not allow them to, you know, create turnovers and, 
know, get layups out of it. If we're going to turn the ball up, it has to be dead ball turnovers. Where the ball is going out of bounds, they pass it in. But if Ohio State can get out to run, play their style of play, it can be a problem for us. But I like our chances. We're at home. We've been playing really well at home. Our defense is, you know, crazy right now. And like I said, you know, we're at the top of the Big Ten, which is something Northwestern, you know, basketball isn't used to all the time. So I'm excited. We've been at the top for a couple weeks now, and I expect for us to stay there. So we come out, play our defense. I think we'll be in pretty good shape. What are your keys to the game? I agree. And just to piggyback off that, obviously it's going to start on the defensive end. I think a really big key for us is to guard without fouling. I think we need to have our – our top dogs in the game. We need to have Chase and Boo playing 30 to 35 minutes a night uh, in order to be successful in the league and, and, and stay healthy. But I think it's going to be really crucial for us to guard without fouling. Ohio State has a lot of downhill players uh, in the backcourt especially. And then Zed Key likes to uh, use his body and strength and wiggle in order to, to draw fouls and get to the foul line as well. So I think that's going to be a, a big key. And then offensively, Again, I, I talk about this a lot, but can we execute? Can we execute? We need to set good, hard screens. One thing that I've seen over the course and the trajectory of this year is that sometimes we're a little impatient on waiting for screens, and it's yes. caused some, some offensive fouls. So looking at the Brown game and then going into the Ohio State game, I think that is something that we need to sure up uh, is our offensive execution. It's been way better the last couple of ga- last couple of games, but... When you go into the Big Ten Conference, you need to step that up just a little bit more. We need to execute a little bit better, cut harder, make sure that you're selling your fakes um, in order to get yourself open and provide a target for your teammates. So I think those are the two crucial components for me. And can we make enough threes? Because I think one another key for Ohio State is, you know, how many threes can they make? They have a sharpshooter in Sean McNeil. Uh, obviously, we talked about Sensabaugh being able to step out and hit the three as well. But then you have, uh, you know, a really productive veteran like Justice Suing as well, who can, you know, play a lot of positions. He's very versatile, obviously a great defender, but can step out with that lefty stroke and, and knock down some threes as well. So I really look at the defensive side. Can we guard without fouling and can we limit the three point line? I think those are two keys for the game for us. Yeah. And one other thing to piggyback on with this whole Ohio State thing, I think this is a similar setup for us, for Northwestern, like it was the Michigan State game. Like we talked about, we were playing them at the right time. You know, Michigan State, they've been dealing with some injuries and with their schedule, they didn't have a lot of time to practice and prepare for us. Yes, Ohio State has that time to practice and prepare, but right after they play us, you know, they're at home against number one Purdue. So it could be a situation where their coach is starting to prepare a little bit for Purdue and they can kind of somewhat overlook us. I mean, you know, as an athlete, as a competitor, you got certain games on your calendar that schedule. Yeah, it's just natural, You're playing the number one team in the country. So that's something everyone's looking forward to. So as an athlete, you know, former athlete, former player, we both know about that. I think we can be playing them at the right time. So if we come out, you know, get off to a good start, you know, we can compete with anybody in the country. Right. So we're making our shots, playing our defense. I think we have a really good chance to go in there and, you know, protect home court, get 2-0 in the conference and, you know, be really at the top. Yeah, and I mean, this is a team that has played a lot of games and a lot of tough games. Uh, mm-hmm. They have a very strong strength of schedule, Ohio State. 
They have played a lot of the Blue Blood programs yeah. uh, in the and country. Losses like were all Duke, top yeah. 25 teams. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they're battle tested. Uh, Chris Holman's a great coach, so I think they'll be, they'll, we'll be prepared. But I think you make a great point. They could be peaking a little bit by us and looking at that Purdue game. So now it's a, a great opportunity for the Cats to pounce. I read something about Ohio State. I don't think all their players made it back on campus in time to practice for the game that they have coming up. So I even think that, about that with the travel schedules. With the travel and everything. So wow. that in itself, too, can give us an advantage. You know, if the whole team isn't there, you, you know how it is. If someone on the team is sick, you know, they can be behind in preparation for a game. Yeah. So I think with all of that stuff going on, we have a – a really good chance to go in there and you know on paper people might say you know right now we're the underdog but so we might be able to steal them but i like our chances a lot with the time and with everything with our schedule so that's a great that's, that's a great point i didn't even think about that here's to the ground baby good stuff. Hey, hey any advantage that we can get i feel know? you i yeah. feel so, you we we've had some success against ohio state you know i was able to beat them one time when evan turner was on the squad so yeah. yeah, hopefully Evan will be in town for that game so we can talk some stuff to him. So that'll be so. good. I hope yeah. so. Definitely. But, yeah, I like our chances, Cats. We just got to continue to play defense, play our style, and, you know, keep making those shots the way we've been making it. I love the way the ball is moving and the atmosphere of the team. Like you mentioned, camaraderie. Everybody's happy, cheering for each other. The ball is moving. That's tough to guard. It's all for about. sure. And, and as long as we keep winning, I, I, I'm really anxious to see what the, the crowd looks like at Welsh Ryan. Uh, yeah. th- this team deserves all the support uh, that, you know, they've, they've really poured their hearts out this year. Uh, yeah. And I can't wait for the students to get back on campus to start, yeah. you know, rocking Welsh Ryan because it can be a seri- that venue can be a serious home, home court advantage. As you and I know, we won a yeah. lot of games at Welsh Ryan and really fed off that crowd and that, that energy, energy because that yeah. building, something about that building, that structure mm-hmm. holds that sound in uh, yeah. really well. I know it's a little different than, than what we played there in terms of stylistic approach, but, yeah. um, you know, it's still the same bones. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think if we keep winning, especially if we get this Ohio State game, I know it's right on the verge of when students are going to get back, but yeah. Uh, if we can pack those stands and, and create a, an atmosphere uh, that these kids deserve, uh, you know, this, this guy is the limit. And, and when road opponents come into Welsh Ryan, it's not going to be a walkover game. It's going to be a tough, no. hard nose 40 minutes of basketball where they know it's going to be tough to score. And yeah. we're going to have to have our best in order to win the game. So yeah. um, I'm really excited for the trajectory of the team, the program. Uh, and you know for for the games to come i think we got a great slate ahead of us that's for sure we definitely do we just gotta you know continue we gotta continue to stay positive and get those wins because you know as we both know over the last few years you know we start off pretty good in the non-conference and then we let one or two games slip away from us and then we can kind of go downhill so hopefully this is the year you know we make that change and you know we get back to where we belong in that tournament most definitely man Um, Well, looking forward to seeing you out at Welsh Ryan over the next couple weeks. Uh, For Juice Thompson, Alex Mercatulio, big shout out, New Amendment. It's the Wildcat Alley Podcast. Uh, Catch us on everywhere you get your podcasts and look forward to catching you again. Peace. Go Cats.